we're going to start a new Bible study today. It's a study on the book of James from the New Testament. This Bible study will challenge you to live passionately and wholeheartedly for Christ. Welcome to the book of James. Welcome to Defiant Joy Radio. Carol would love to come speak in your area. Her messages of hope and joy have blessed so many. Contact us today at JustJoyMinistries.com or call toll-free 1-855-569-5433 to arrange an appearance at your next women's group or conference. Now, here's Carol with today's inspiring message. Never, never, never give up. You're going to love this Bible study. It's going to liven something inside each one of you. You're going to fall in love. You're going to fall in love with James, with the Holy Spirit, with the plan of God, with the Bible, and with Jesus. In this book of James, James addresses issues that are as current as the morning newspaper. Now, why did I title this Bible study, Never, Never, Never Give Up? Well, I did it because James calls us to perseverance and to endurance. He calls us to worship during trials in life. He calls us to control our tongues, and he calls us to a lifestyle of faith and of works. I realize when I study the book of James that I must never, never, never give up endeavoring to be all that God wants me to be. I realize that I must never, never, never give up worshiping him during times of trial. I realize that I must never, never, never give up embracing the disciplines of the Christian faith. And I realize that the Holy Spirit never, never, never gives up on me. Well, first of all, who was this man, James? Did you know that he was the flesh and blood brother of Jesus himself? Let me read to you from Matthew chapter 13, verses 54 through 56. Jesus came to his hometown and began teaching them in their synagogue so that they were astonished and said, where did this man get this wisdom and these miraculous powers? Is this not the carpenter's son? Is not his mother called Mary and his brothers James and Joseph and Simon and Judas and his sisters? Are they not all with us? Where then did this man get all these things. James was younger than Jesus. We don't know how many siblings were between them, only that James was the younger brother of Jesus Christ. Imagine what it was like to grow up with Jesus as your big brother. On one hand, it would be rapturous, a piece of sibling cake, Jesus never called names, and he was never selfish. Imagine that, enjoying the experience of having a sibling who was never selfish, who never took the last piece of cake, who never took something from you without asking. Jesus never made James do his portion of the family chores. He never made James look bad or lied about him, but... On the other hand, it's hard enough to live in a big brother shadow, but a truly perfect big brother shadow? 
I wonder if Mary or Joseph ever said to James, why can't you be more like Jesus? James never saw Jesus get in trouble one time. And James was probably often in trouble as little brothers always are. One thing we do know is that James did not believe that Jesus was the Son of God. How do I know that? Well, turn with me to John, to the Gospel of John, chapter 7, verse 5. For even his brothers were not believing him. And yet, just a few years after this verse was recorded, just a few years after James dealt with skepticism and disbelief, James was appointed as the leader of the church in Jerusalem. The earthly brother of Jesus was chosen to lead the most important church in the known world. Now, when controversy arose in the early church, Barnabas and Peter met with the elders and with the apostles in Jerusalem. These men who were in disagreement submitted to the authority of James, who acted as moderator, spokesman, and announcer of the final decision that brought the two parties together. If you want to, you can read about it in Acts chapter 15, verses 1 through 21. Now, this is my question. What changed James from a disbelieving, mocking younger brother to a committed follower and outspoken leader of the early church? Well, what changes any of us? James had seen his brother alive after he had died. James saw the risen Christ with his very own eyes. That's what changes all of us, an encounter with the living Christ. Turn with me in your Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 15, and we're going to be reading verses 3 through 8. For I delivered to you as of first importance what I also received, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, that he was buried and that he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures, and that he appeared to Cephas, then to the twelve, and that he appeared to more than five hundred brethren at one time, most of whom remain until now, but some have fallen asleep. Then he appeared to James, then to all the apostles. Jesus appeared personally to his brother James. Can you even imagine that reunion? James knew that his brother had been crucified, that he had been buried. And then Jesus appeared, the risen Lord appeared to James in the flesh. I wonder if as brothers often do, if there were high fives all around, if there was jumping and dancing, if there was weeping and shouting at the realization that Jesus wasn't dead, he was alive. James' brother, Jesus, who had been cruelly murdered for no reason at all, was miraculously alive. He had risen from the dead. 
After the ascension, James was found in the upper room with the ones who were praying fervently. Let me read to you from Acts chapter 1, verses 12 through 14. Then they returned to Jerusalem from the mount called Olivet, which is near Jerusalem, a Sabbath day's journey away. When they had entered the city, they went up to the upper room where they were staying. That is Peter and John and James and Andrew, Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew and Matthew, James, the son of Alphaeus, Simon the Zealot, and Judas, the son of James. These all with one mind were continually devoting themselves to prayer, along with all the women, and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers. James was in the upper room on the day of Pentecost. Let me read to you from Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 4. When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place. And suddenly there came from heaven a noise like a violent rushing wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. And there appeared to them tongues as of fire, distributing themselves, and they rested on each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit was giving them utterance. Let me tell you this. If seeing the risen Savior in flesh and blood didn't change James, well then being in the upper room on the day of Pentecost definitely finished the work. James was in the upper room. He was baptized with the Holy Spirit. He was given the power to be a witness. He saw the tongues of fire. I want to tell you today that what happened to James needs to happen to all of us. We need to see Jesus Christ. We need to experience him in his resurrection fullness and in his glory. And you know what? Just like James, we need to experience Pentecost. We need to experience the power of the Holy Spirit. It will turn you, like it did James, from a skeptic into a sold-out believer. It will turn you, like it did James, from a disillusioned observer into a passionate follower. I pray that the miracle that happened to James will happen to you as we study this incredible book in the New Testament. I pray that as we squeeze the truth out of each word in the book of James, as we wring the hope out of each passage of scripture, that your life will be challenged and rearranged and that you will become a leader in the most important church in the known world, the church of Jesus Christ. James most likely wrote his contribution to the New Testament from Jerusalem, where he lived and where he served in leadership. Jerusalem was a place of great religious turmoil during this time in history. Christians were a persecuted minority. It sounds something like our life in America today, doesn't it? The economy in Jerusalem at this time in history was increasingly unstable. Stable. 
New Testament experts believe that the book of James was written between 47 and 49 AD. Now, depending on your view of the ancient calendar, Jesus either died in 30 AD or in 33 AD. So the book of James was written between 15 and 20 years after Jesus ascended into heaven. The background of this book is now complete. You know the who, what, when, and where. Now, let's dig into the why. Let's dig into the meat of the matter. Let's hear what the Holy Spirit speaks through James, the earthly brother of Jesus Christ. We're so glad you were able to join us today. The Just Joy staff would love to hear from you. Please call us at one 855 569-5433. That's 1-855-JOY-LIFE. Or simply go online to justjoyministries.com. And remember, Carol is always available to speak in your area.